opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. Well, the Alabama governor just signed the bill outlawing abortion in the state of Alabama. That's the breaking news coming out of Alabama. And we're going to be talking about that law and others to ban abortion that are making their way across the country and state legislatures, uh, like the state of Ohio, which, you know, just about a month ago, we passed the heartbeat bill here in the state of Ohio. And there just seems to be a wave of this type of legislation making its way across America through legislatures like the Ohio legislature and the state of Alabama legislature. So Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed into law the strongest pro-life bill in the country, making almost all abortions illegal in the state of Alabama. That's the breaking news. The Alabama Human Life Protection Act, that's what it's called, bans abortion for any reason other than to, quote, avert a mother's death or to avert serious risk to substantial physical impairment or a major bodily function. So basically an entire ban except for the life of the mother and for uh, impairment of a major bodily function. And it does criminalize abortion for the abortionists themselves as a class C felony, punishing abortionists with up to 10 years in prison and a fine of $15,000. So that's, that's all good, it's all good for that. Uh, And then, unlike uh, other legislation that was introduced in Texas, for an example, this bill does not hold the women criminally culpable or civilly liable for committing abortion. So that's one difference. Uh, It's interesting, folks, as we talk about these types of things. You know, I've been in this for 20 years. 20 years ago, this would have blown our minds that we were doing this. I mean, we have come a long way, baby. I tell you that. Uh, interesting, the national right to life, they'll say it, it doesn't, it goes too far. They'll say, oh, it's not time. Then you're all a nothing crowd. They're out there too. They say it doesn't go far enough. Far enough because we ought to be throwing women in prison for committing abortions, I guess. Um, now, to, to set the stage for this conversation, uh, Pat Robertson, evangelical leader Pat Robertson, came out yesterday. He said the bill's too extreme. Believe it or not, Pat Robertson, here's Pat Robertson who supported Operation Rescue early on, way back when, always been a pro-life leader, always been strong on the abortion issue. For some some reason, Pat Robertson does not agree with this law. Go ahead and play that clip. I think Alabama has gone too far. They've passed a law that would give a 99-year prison sentence to people who could commit abortion. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law, and they want to challenge Roe versus Wade. But my humble view <laughs> is that this is not the case we want to bring to the Supreme Court because I think this one will lose. Well, there you go, Pat Robertson <laughs> coming out virtually against the law here, saying it's too extreme. Pat, you know what's extreme? Abortion's extreme, dude. You need to get with it. 
Are we going to ban this or not? Are we going to end the Holocaust or not? I mean, I'm for all of it, the entire thing. Every piece of legislation, I'm for it. We need to end this the best way, the only way we know how. And right in Alabama, they did the right thing by passing this law. And in my opinion, not uh, holding women criminally culpable or civilly liable for the law. So, you know, you can't please anybody in our movement. It's unbelievable. National Right to Life says it isn't. It, it goes too far, like Pat Robertson. And then you have your all or nothing crowd say it doesn't go far enough. I mean, we can't make anybody happy. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just blows my mind. But so I want to do. Uh, I want to bring in my guest here, Father uh, Terry Gensmer, who's uh, who's the um, the president of uh, CEC for Life. That's Charismatic Episcopals for Life uh, in Alabama. Father Terry, thanks for being on the program. Do we have Father Terry? All right. Well, let me know when we've got him. Um, so anyway, during the uh, legislative debate over this abortion law in Alabama, Representative John Rogers uh, made national news when he stood up and he made the comment that some kids are unwanted. Uh, so you either kill them now or kill them later. Let's go ahead and play that clip or we're waiting to get Father Terry on the program. Yeah, I think I'm on as far as audio. Hey, Father Terry, you're there. I got you. You listening? Okay. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Good. Okay. Go ahead and play that clip first, uh, Mr. Producer. Play that for this representative, John Rogers, who said basically, either kill him now or kill him later. Go ahead and play it. Some kids are unwanted. So you kill them now or kill them later. You, you bring them in the world unwanted, unloved. We got that clip. You send them to the electric chair. So you kill them now or kill them later. No. But the bottom line is that I think we should be making this decision. All right. Well, that's Representative John Rogers uh, saying basically either you kill them now or if you if they if they survive and they end up being born, you're going to kill them by the electric chair. I guess that's his point. Right. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty crazy stuff happening in the state of Alabama. Father Terry, uh, give us some background here. How long is this bill? I didn't even know it was actually out there until several weeks ago making its way through the state legislature in Alabama. Give us some background on what you know about this bill being there in Alabama yourself. Yeah, actually, uh, thanks, Mark. <clears throat> I, yeah, as you see there in, uh, with John Rogers, we got, some, we got some real winners down here in Alabama. Uh, Apparently. But we, uh, <laughs> we've been – actually, this bill, uh, it, it came out of uh, a group called the Alabama Pro-Life Coalition, which I'm a part of. Uh, and it was written by our president there, uh, Eric Johnston, an attorney. And we have had input, and myself uh, as a member there, we've had input on the bill for uh, uh, last year or so that, that we've been uh, seriously working on it. And so uh, so it, we decided it was time to, to put it out there, and uh, I'm glad that we did. Uh, I did want to just clarify something, Mark. I think you mentioned that uh, – that an abortionist would um, be subject to a class C felony. That's actually for an attempted abortion uh, okay. up to 10 years. But, but I got uh, you. if he's, uh, it's a class A felony to perform an abortion, which is uh, uh, that can be up to 99 years in prison. So, uh, so there's a couple of levels there of, of uh, the punishment or the, that, that uh, an abortionist would face. 
So, so yeah, there yeah. was some conflicting re- information yeah. on that. And Pat yeah. Robertson said 99 yeah. years. No, that's true. That's 90, up to 99 years in prison. Is that yes. the. Uh, yeah, that's true. And a class A felony in Alabama uh, okay. allows for up to 99 years. Now, of course, that's every case is, is uh, you know, looked at individually. But yeah, that, there's definitely that's in the law. And so that's, that's in the law. That well, listen, true. I mean, this this is interesting because obviously the uh, uh, pro-abortion folks are going absolutely berserk over this. The oh, idea yeah, that we would ban abortion in a state. Uh, they're going crazy about it. Um, then you have people uh, who are objecting to the law. Very few to talk about how it should criminalize women. And what I want to do here, I'm going to take a second and just deal with that and get your take, Father Terry, on that. Uh, my good friend Scott Klusendorf has written briefly on this, and I, I kind of want to read what he put out there as far as this idea that if we ban abortion in a state like Alabama, we have to hold women criminally liable and civilly liable for the abortion. Here's what he said. He said criminology professor Mike Adams says that it's that there must be what he calls a meeting of the minds, a meeting of the minds. That is to say that the woman who contracted for the abortion needs to have the same understanding of what she's doing as the abortionist themselves. Uh, and so if you think about this in detail, the abortionist understands exactly what they're doing. We, we, we get that, right? We know that. Um, the aborting mother, however, may not. We, we can give them a, a little bit of slack more than likely. Here's why. Because the abortionist assembles the instruments to dismember the fetus. Often the abortionist views the child on ultrasound as he is or she is dismembering the child. And they rarely, if ever, meet with the woman who's in there to get an abortion. So you have to ask the question, are they equally culpable? And I say no. I say no. We don't know every situation, of course, but we do know one thing, that the abortionist knows exactly what they're doing, and they should be held criminally culpable for what they do. Now, when it comes to the woman, that's a whole other story, right? Uh, yeah. You know, the level to which they know what they're doing, you know, depends on the situation. Uh, and, and, and it's my view that if we were tr- going to try to pass a law right now that held women culpable for abortion, print- sending them to prison in essence, we wouldn't have a chance ever of getting a bill passed like that. Uh, that's number one. The pragmatic side says there's no way we're going to get that done. No way whatsoever. But if we did, let's say down the road here, we pass a law like this Alabama law and we go back and revisit it 10 or 20 years from now. And we think, oh, yes, women should be held accountable. Just like in murder cases and just like in manslaughter cases, there are degrees to which people are held accountable. First and second degree murder, for example, there's a difference. Premeditated murder is first degree. Second degree murder is just what they call reckless uh, involvement, recklessness, maybe. Manslaughter, we have voluntary and involuntary. My point is that you can say the woman is responsible, and at some level, obviously, she is. But there has to be possible degrees to which we would hold her her accountable and punish her. 
We can't treat her like the abortionist. I, I just, there's just no way we can do that. And it's because of this idea of the meeting of the minds, the meeting of the minds. The abortionist knows exactly what they're doing. They know the instrument. They're, they're paid to kill. They're watching this on ultrasound and so forth. And there's a rarely a meeting between the two of them. So the difference is between what we call the principle in the murder, which is the abortionist, and what might be called possible accomplices, and those are the women. Now, let me just be clear, and then I want to turn it over to you, Father uh, Terry, and that is this. Women aren't victims. I'm not saying that women are victims of abortion. I don't think many of them are, honestly. I think they know to some degree what they're about to do. But to say they're all victims, I think, is also incorrect. To go to the, further, to the other side of this argument, say none of them know anything what they're doing. They're all victims. We should never criminalize or punish them ever, ever, ever down the road, you know, 20 or 30 years, and who knows. I think it's also a wrong position. They aren't all victims, but they certainly aren't or shouldn't be held to the same level of culpability as the principle, which is the abortionist. So I wanted to get that out there because there's a lot of debate about that out there uh, because now we're starting to actually think about banning abortion, and we're actually doing it in states like Alabama. So- why don't you chime in on that a little bit, and then I want to move on to uh, yeah. you know, what well, this I, bill will do. I agree with you, Mark, and here's here's the thing. Uh, first of all, if if there's a lot of ifs that are <laughs> involved in this, it just, right. even at this point, we know that it'll be challenged uh, legally on its way to the Supreme Court if it ever got there, and then right. by the chance that, uh, that the Supreme Court did strike down Roe, uh, there's, no, um, there's no guarantee that the court would – uh, sign off on on what uh, what punishments were um, to be meted out right. to anybody involved in it. But you know, there's there are a lot of options and alternatives. And again, this is a this is a law that uh, being proposed from Alabama, mm -hmm. and we know that if Roe was struck down, that the states would have more uh, input on what they're doing, and they would most likely write some of their own laws. But um, you know, there even even in that scenario. There are options to criminal punishment. There are uh, the court. Our courts are uh, they have a, a wide uh, degree of, of of options and things that they could use, such as uh, just even for someone that say had attempted to have uh, more than one abortion, that they would uh, be sent to counseling, that they would get counseling for that. Uh, because right. again, I, I think you're right. I think, yeah, there are women that know what they're, that, that, what they're doing and, uh, have decided to use abortion for birth control, but that's not every person. That's not, certainly not every woman. And so those things would have to be treated individually, but I, I essentially agree with everything you said. I don't see any reason to, uh, to have criminal sanctions, uh, leveled against a, a woman that's attempting to have an abortion. I think well, there are a lot, think a lot of alternatives. This, this bill, uh, I mean, I support the bill in that uh, they, uh, the, the, you know, we're banning abortion. We're, we're holding the, the abortionist accountable uh, primarily. And the reason for that is that they, we can prove culpability on that. I mean, uh, they're, they're the ones that know exactly what they're doing. You know, another reason to not hold women criminally liable for abortion is, uh, or I guess you could call the, giving them immunity or non-prosecution, is that by relieving, this is 
again, this is uh, uh, this actually is from Clark Forsyth. He said, relieving women from criminal liability provides the state with a better chance of achieving convictions against abortionists. Now think about that. Women are going to more likely volunteer information if they're not going to be sent to prison. The point is uh, that you can get testimony from them in regards to the abortion uh, where you might not be able to if you throw them in prison. I mean, it's similar to what people do in criminal prosecutions when they give people a plea deal. They say, well, if you plea to a lesser charge and give us the goods on somebody, then we'll lessen your your conviction and we'll make it easier on you. That happens all the time, all the time. So bottom line is I want to close the door on this here is that uh, as far as we can tell, and, and, and uh, Clark Forsyth has done a really good job in, in documenting this, there has never been a case documented in America that has uh, criminalized women. Uh, we need to treat the principles, that is the abortionists, uh, differently than the women because of their culpability and the so-called meeting of the minds. And if we want to get criminal prosecutions, we need to get the cooperation of women. If you're going to send them to prison, you're not going to get that. Uh, so anyway, let, let, yeah, let's I agree with that. Yeah. Let, let's talk about Alabama and just this whole thing of revisiting Roe v. Wade. Everybody agrees that likely you're going to have your circuit court probably strike the law down, right? I mean, that's probably going to happen. And then sets up this possible challenge to Roe v. Wade, which in part is the purpose of the law, right? Yeah, the stated purpose of the sponsor of the law. Uh, okay, and exactly, so exactly right. I mean that, that's a good thing. We want we want as many laws, bills, whatever going into the hopper to hopefully make its way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, so they would revisit Roe versus Wade. I mean that's that's in part the reason for this. Obviously, we have that strategy to reverse or overturn Roe v. Wade, and you got to have a law to do it. You got to have a law for them to review, so they might uh, strike it down. But the other purpose is Alabama is a sovereign state. Alabama should be able to do what it, it needs to do. In other words, they have the authority to ban murder in their own state. And they sure. should act accordingly, irrespective of what the U.S. Supreme Court says. And so that I'm hoping sometime in the future that there would be a state like Alabama that would simply defy Roe versus Wade and say, we're not going to abide by your ruling. What, what do you think of that, Terry? Uh, uh, you <laughs> well, you know, I love that. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Alabama uh, be the state to do that. And uh, again, I mean, you're just you're right on that. And uh, look, we didn't think this even even those of us that worked on this bill, we weren't sure how far this would go when we started. And um, we didn't know what kind of uh, response we would get. We knew we should should have gotten a great response because we have uh, a super majority in both houses of our legislature. Yeah. And uh, we and we just had we had a, a just a few months ago, Mark. We had um, a, a uh, this is this was in November six, two thousand eighteen. The people in the state of Alabama approved uh, a constitutional amendment. This is by a vote, a constitutional amendment to the Constitution of Alabama of 1901, declaring and affirming the public policy of the state to recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children. The amendment made it clear that the Constitution of Alabama 1901 does not include a right to an abortion or require the funding 
of abortion using public funds. So we know that uh, this is and this is one of the only states that has had a, a statewide vote on whether they believed abortion was constitutional or not constitutional. So uh, we could do a lot of things. And there has similar proposals to what you just mentioned have been made here. And so, again, the future at this point here's one thing I can say, and I want to say this before I know we're going to have to wrap this up here pretty soon. But one yeah. thing we're going to say, and I, I think we can say this loud and clear in Alabama, uh, abortionists are not welcome here. They're not welcome in Alabama at all. Uh, I don't care how much the other side cries and screams and writes their uh, trolling things on uh, comments on Internet pages. They're not welcome here. We've said it, made it very clear. We do not think they're upright citizens. We don't think they're going to contribute to uh, to our state in any way. They're killing babies. They're murderers, and they should be punished. And we well, don't want know, them here. You know, on that, I wanted to, uh, Mr. Producer, if you queue up the, uh, the the minority leader, Bobby Singleton, made a comment on uh, on this whole thing about how Alabama is aborting itself, and that nobody's going to want to come <laughs> here and work or whatever. Would you yeah. play that clip? I know we're running out of time on the program, but I want to play that clip and we'll end with that. You don't care nothing about babies having babies in this state being raped and incest. You don't care anything about mothers with children with low birth weight. You don't care anything about babies for real. You just kick them in the stomach and you're aborting them yourself. You just aborted the state of Alabama with your rhetoric with this bill. You just aborted the state of Alabama yourself and all of you should be put in jail for this abortion that you just laid on the state of Alabama. I guess by passing a bill to end abortion in Alabama, we aborted Alabama. I absolutely. <laughs> Just what happened. I mean, no, what absolutely we hilarious. What we, what we don't want are more people like him in our state running for <laughs> office and being elected here. That's what we don't want. Exactly. Uh, and that's really, I mean, that's, I say that, but I can speak for a majority of the people of Alabama. We don't want that here. Well, listen, okay. I mean, the idea that, if you're going to pass abortion laws or ban abortion in the state, that people aren't going to want to come to your state is ridiculous. Here's the, here, the flip side of that is just think about all the babies that are going to be born who are going to live in your state, who are going to be working in your state, who are eventually going to be taxpayers in your state. Talk about populating a state. That's the best way to do it. Ban abortion. Yeah, and I've already Babies seen come to your state. <laughs> Mark, I've already seen people posting on Facebook and other places saying, you know, I never thought about moving to Alabama, but I'm I'm looking into it now. So uh, <laughs> you know, those are the kind of people we want to move to Alabama. We don't want everybody to come to Alabama. We well, want listen, good citizens here. You guys are leading the way here in the ban of abortion and you're leading the way in the uh, frontal attack as as far as Roe versus Wade. Uh, is and we're looking forward to seeing this bill make its way up just like so many others right now in the, in the country banning abortion heartbeat bills these kinds of things we are loading the hopper folks for a review of roe versus wade at the supreme court we're loading the hopper for the possibility of overturning roe v wade and if roe v wade doesn't get overturned we're looking forward to a state such as alabama or somewhere else where the governor and attorney general just defy the law and put into motion a constitutional crisis, which would force uh, this whole debate uh, to come to the to the forefront of the American people that the state of Alabama has the right to do what it wishes when it comes to ending murder. I mean, bottom line. So they have the sovereignty to do that. We don't live in a nation 
of judicial supremacy where the U.S. Supreme Court uh, has a say on everything and that the states just have to bend the knee every single time they usher an opinion. That's not how it operates here. Uh, there right. is time and place for what we call uh, interposition and what we call nullification. And maybe that time is coming. But for now, it looks like Alabama's leading the way. And Father Terry Ginsmer, he has been my uh, guest today. Father Terry is the president of Charismatic Episcopals for Life. And we appreciate all the work he's been doing there in Alabama and helping to get this bill passed and hopefully and now signed into law and maybe even hopefully being the, uh, the vehicle to which Roe versus Wade is overturned. Father Terry, you got about 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. Give us, give us, give us uh, some parting words, exhort yeah. our, uh, our audience here to keep well, up. I can't fight. say it. I can't say it any better than you have. And I thank God for the work of created equal and what you guys have done. Uh, it's just so powerful. I'm so glad to be a, a little part of that. And, uh, you know what, there are a lot of ideas and I, I think people are now beginning to kind of think differently than we were thinking before that, that we actually do have some opportunities and chances to build a culture of life. So, uh, again, love, uh, we love uh, being with you on that. So thank, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, God bless you again. Father Terry Gensimer with CEC for Life, Charismatic Episcopals for Life, joining us from Alabama. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. Amen. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.